Hi, my name is Professor McBall Lover. It's not. Yes, I wanted to give you some great information that you may not know that will teach you how to take care of those balls. Yes, and for girls who may not have balls, but may love people who do have balls. I this is also like for nuts. you. So there is a place, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I'm going to explain it to you, called Ballsy. Ballsy.com, oh. that is. They have amazing okay. products that you can use, like ball wash and nut cologne. So amazing. Okay. And if you want to find out more about Ballsy, and also get 15% off because it's nothing fancier than a guy that has nut cologne. Come on now. I'm a professor. Trust me, I would know. So make sure you go to millennials.us so that you can get the code and you can use it when you're ordering your stuff for your balls or some balls you might love, okay? So that's ball math. You can get 15% off. So use oh, ball maps today. when you shop. Yes. You bet. Go right now. You've turned into the Millennials Anonymous Podcast. And yes, it is your girl, Lise Winnie, and I am a fucking millennial. Today, we got a lot Get of stuff to talk about today. As your girl, Lise, gets you hyped and you're comfortable. They need to be comfortable. WRDR and for 98.4 FM. I'm going to have to throw this bitch in the river. Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl, Lise Winnie, and I am a fucking millennial. So let's get this party started right and so, so very quickly, all right? And you know why? Do you know why? Because this is the last episode of season fucking three. Yes, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm excited. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to have a break. Now, I told you that I might give you some snippy, 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 snippies. I'm not doing that, okay? I am not giving you anything in April. Nothing will drop in April, nothing. I have some uh, some interviews that are in the can, um, but they're gonna come out in when we come back in, in mid, mid, late May. That's when they will come out, okay? Excuse in the meantime, me, you could go back and relive the value and the love that we had in season three. I love everybody who listened, mwah. I love everybody who supported, mwah. I love everybody who's on here, mwah, mwah. It was just so, so great. I had such a great time. And make sure you go back, and you can even go back to season one Beach, too, which please. I'm just telling you, it was, it, was, it, was, it was rough, okay? Season one was rough because I was still finding my footing. Season two was a little better, but the sound is still a little off. Season three is getting better, and this is why I'm going off for a hiatus, because I want to make this better for y'all. I want the sound quality to get better. I want the video quality to get better. I want the content to get better. I want the hosting to get better. And the only way you get better is if you sit back and you look at it. You got to evaluate it. You got to take time. So I'm moving, okay? I'm going to move like a baby mouse. I'm going to be silent like a mouse, because you know you can kind of hear mice. We're going to call them meeses, okay? We're going to call them meese. You can hear the meese in the walls, okay? I know mice is plural. I got it. I, I I went to a public school, but they did teach that. So we're, we're gonna go to the mice, okay? And you know, have you ever went in somebody's house and you can hear the mice in the wall? You know, it's like they scurry. You know, y'all remember? I always talk about the busy world of Richard Scary, but y'all always say y'all never heard of that shit. Listen, that was a show. It was real. It was I. You know, I didn't smoke weed back then. That was that really did come on. And that's really what it, it was like. They had like a worm, and it was like a cat man. And you know, and like it had like a baboon man, like they had like a bunch of different animals. And that's what it'd be like in some people's houses, like some of y'all friends' houses, okay? Y'all go in there and you hear, it's like a whole busy world of Richard Scurry in the wall, okay? It's, it's, it's just it's in there. And that's gonna be me. So you're gonna hear me moving, you're gonna see me moving, but you're not gonna get a new recorded episode, okay? So that, I'm gonna sit all the way down on that. You will not get a recorded episode from me until mid late May. I will I will give you the return date though. You will get the return date. Um, so that you know. So it's not a brunching situation. Okay. <laughs> no hiatuses randomly over here. Uh, we'll talk about Joe Button in a minute because they also had a hiatus. But we'll talk about it. And we do, you know, season three was dope. It was so dope. And I just want to thank everybody. I got a chance to really expand outside of my shell in season three. 
I got a chance to really say balls to the walls, fuck this shit. I can speak what I want to speak. I can say what I want to say. I was more comfortable in my own skin. And now I'm like, I'm getting more comfortable that I know that some of the things that I say, there may be, you know, people that don't like it, but it's my opinion. And if I keep it inside and I'm not being authentic to you guys, this shit is not going to work because I tried it and not being and being inauthentic doesn't work. I can't be nothing but authentic. And if you don't like it, hey, it's not for you. That's okay. I'm not for everybody. And that is a good thing because if you are for everybody and mean you phony as fuck, I'm not for everybody. And I'm okay with that. Just, just know that, that there's going to be some people that don't like you and that's fine. Move past it. And that's okay. Now I don't, I don't disrespect anybody. Listen, I treat everybody with respect and I will never be disrespectful to you. Even if you don't like me, I will always show props. And even people that don't like me that are talented, I will still big you up. They, oh no, he's, he's, he's dope. He's talented. She's dope. She's talented. That's just who I am. I try to be, I try to be, but that's the thing. I got a chance to speak with Dr. Matthew Knowles this season. I didn't think I would be able to do that. I got a stamp on my beehive card and everything. Don't even look, y'all. Y'all don't got no stamp. It's okay. It's okay. Just let me have that. Just let me have it, okay? So I got to talk to Dr. Matthew Knowles. That was a, a really interesting interview because I got a chance to speak with him. I thought he would be different than what he was. And so getting that from him was so great. And, you know, to have him say, you know, you're really good at this. And I, and I, this is, this happened off air and I was like, oh, well, you know, thank you. I, I try. I know you probably say that, you know, you probably say that all the time. And he was like, if I didn't mean it, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm pissing off, um, Dr. Matthew. Okay. All right. I was like, woo, woo. Brandon Gilpin of, of P Valley, you know, speaking with him doing the hype. He came on here. I appreciate you. He had such an, a special light about him and aura about him. He was so dope. He had this big energy. Like he just made me want to squeeze his little cheeks. Like, oh, you know, cause he's, he's like 18 or something. He's very young. It's like, oh, you're so cute and you're so nice. He was so, he was so amazing. I had a really good time with him. Um, and I have to give a big shout out to all the people who this wasn't their wheelhouse and they came and they sat down with me too. And it's not that we don't talk millennial issues is that I cuss a lot when I get these millennial issues like fuck shit, damn bitch. Like I'd say that and then it's like, wow, um, she just said a lot of curse words at the same time. And I'd be like, yeah, like, you know, some people be like, you curse, like you are five. Like you never use curse words before because you'd be combining them. And I'm like, yeah, I do sometimes. I do combine sometimes every now and again. But I, I, she came, Dr. Jennifer Wisdom came. I had a lot of PhDs on this, this season. Wow, okay. So Dr. Jennifer Wisdom came. She was so fucking dope. Such a great woman, such a great woman. You know, I want to give a big shout out to Amy Correa Bell. All right, Amy Correa Bell, listen. You know, somebody is a dope human when they have other dope humans behind yes. them and around them. Like, you know, you meet some people that are like, oh, they dope as shit, but everybody around them sucks ass. Then you probably need to readjust. Like maybe my human raider is broke because this can't be. But everybody that she's brought into my circle, I don't even know if she knew she brought them into my circle, but they supported her because she was so dope. And then they came into the, the arena of, of me. Like I met Chef Hip through her, who was so dope. And Chef Hip brought Caleb Germain oh. through. It was just, it's so amazing. The people that you get a chance to meet and you know, shout out to WRDR. Um, and all the, the hosts and, and the DJs that you have over there. Like, I, I really got a chance to really expand my wings this season and I love it. I fucking love it. So next season, it's gonna be a little scary, okay? Because now that I've expanded my wings, I know what I'm capable of. It, it's, I've already jumped out the plane, okay? So now, now y'all got at least with some confidence, some swagger? Ah, uh, you're gonna have to wait and see what's gonna happen with that. 
But I, I want to thank you all. I really, really do thank everybody who came on my platform and took the time. I appreciate you so much. Some of you may say I wasted your time. I don't know. I can't speak for you. Okay, but I appreciate you coming nonetheless. <laughs> thank you. So we have a guest today. And the guest is Day Wood from the Pots and Politics podcast. We're going to chop it up about pots and politics. So we're going to talk about what's going on today in the news and kind of how he got started. He's also the co-founder of Owners Magazine. So he's talked to everybody in the industry, hip hop artists who have gone into entrepreneurship. And so he's really was like on the forefront of this culture. Um, he's not like a source magazine, you know, or a vibe who would just kind of like folks strictly focus on the culture. He actually wanted to take it beyond to show people what people were doing outside of just being an artist. So we're gonna talk to him. He's on here today. We are gonna have a really good time um, just kind of chopping things up literally chops things up and we chopped it up talking so i had a good time you're gonna hear more about the pod fest we're gonna be opening up the registration and it is free i kept it free to all participants and this is not just like some randomness like you have just experts because you're gonna listen to people who are doing it sometimes when you go to the conferences you listen to people who have not actually done it like they're telling you what to do but they've not done it they've not been there they've not had that struggle these people that are speaking have had the struggle they've done it they built it they're going through it now so some of them are newer some of them been doing it for a while but there's a mixture so these you get a real life view and a lot of times you don't have time to listen to podcasts now you're going to be able to listen to a podcast so it's like a conference okay. and they're going to be doing this podcast style you're going to get music artists in between that you can find people to interview so you may decide you want a podcast host on your your show you'll have their contact information you may want to interview the music artist that's there you may want to reach out to one of the sponsors like it's going to be a big love fest so make sure you guys stay tuned for that and i just want you to know if you haven't had a chance go back and listen to the older episodes while you wait okay i got plenty i have over a hundred episodes i if you've not been rocking with me since day one go back and listen to the old episodes and so you can catch up with the new episodes okay so this has been the intro let's get into these top 10 trending topics because we have a guest we're going to be chopping it up and we're going to be talking i'm saying chopping because he's a chef that's why i keep saying that and we're going to be cooking something up with him later on in the show i'm happy to hit that he's here let's get to these top 10 trending topics because there's a lot that has happened this week turn that shit up turn that shit up turn that shit up Turn that shit up! Turn, turn that shit up! Turn that shit up! Turn that shit up! Alright, let's get to these top 10 trending topics of the week. Mr. President Joe Biden made it. He he was he was boogie woogie woogie. He was doing that electric slide down them steps or up them steps rather on Air Force One, but he said, you know what? Say I drank my milk. He got milk, okay? because he got up them goddamn steps and he said that he plans to run for re-election in 2024. I thought he was a one term, but he said, nah, I, you know, I got this, I'ma do this, I got this baby. And so basically this is what, what happened. It, it was, it came out or was revealed in a press conference on Thursday, a meeting that he had that he would run for re-election. He did not skate around it. He did not slide past it. He did not line dance to it. He was like, mm -mm, I'm running, I'm running. And I'm like, listen, um, listen, Joe, you didn't have to tell him something, Joe. Uh, you didn't have to do that, okay? Because basically, what happened was, um, Joe. With respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. I'm a little scared, okay? Um, I'm a little scared. And it's not that I don't like you, Joe. It's not that I don't like you, Uncle Joe. I think so far, so good. So far, so good. 60 days in, or however many days. So far, so good. Uh, you know, everybody got their stimmies. You're trying to pass some more bills and stuff to help people. Okay, Joe, not so far, not so bad. But when people get into office we always know day one presidents look a lot different from day however many 60 month presidents oh no that's five shame on okay i can't count 48 shame Fuck on it. you they look different from the four-year president it fooled me. We can't okay? get fooled again so here's the thing 
it's gonna look like the crib pieces. And I'm afraid, and that is that's that is scary. It's that scary. And I don't I don't wanna see that. Um, and I'm a little scared about what he will be when eight, four years from now. And at the end of eight years, and I'm like, geez, I don't know, Joe. Um, I would rather you not create a, you know, a run on sentence, you know, Joe, let's not create a run on sentence. Let's let that comma in there. Okay. That comma. Okay. Let's let the comma in. This is a little calm. I wouldn't mind seeing a run for president from Miss Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. Let's put that comma there. Let's not make a run on Joe. We don't need a run on. Uh, we don't need a comma splice either, but you get the point. Okay. I, I think that it would work. And she would be an extension of your presidency. I just feel like it was just, just be better. Okay. I just feel like it would just be a little better because you know, sometimes now you, you get a little wonky with what you be saying. Um, and I, Joe, listen, baby, you possibly could be the change that people are looking for because a lot of times the change that people that look are looking for don't come in from the people that you think that they would like the civil rights act was passed under Lyndon B. Johnson, one of the people that didn't really agree with that bill. He didn't really agree, you know, necessarily that things should be, you know, the same and equal, but he passed it. Before you let go, just let go. You know, before you earth, wind and fire us, um, you talk about a, a package. So Joe Biden also is talking about a one, no, it's not. So Joe Biden is also talking about possibly passing another big bill. So on Wednesday, he unveiled the Build Back Better plan when he was addressing the public in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So he said that the White House had discussed approximately a $3 trillion infrastructure plan on last weekend when he was talking to Senate Democrats. But a lot of Republicans were still a little bit on the fence, not that they don't think we need infrastructure, which is a bipartisan issue, but they don't like the price tag. And they're saying that there's some added things in this bill that they're like, hey, I don't know about it. So here's the thing. Um, we do need an infrastructure. I don't know about y'all, but some of these potholes is outrageous. Like we have lost some people in the abyss to some of these big ass potholes. And I think it will build up the economy because you're gonna need jobs. The construction industry is gonna need to hire more people. Cause you know, right now, some of the construction people aren't working. They're still furloughed or laid off. So I think that will help stimulate the economy further than the stimulus package would actually stimulate the economy. I don't know. You just have to wait and see on the next episode. And unfortunately in Montgomery County, yes, in my home state of Maryland, there is a cop that is in trouble and possibly fired for berating and arresting a five-year-old child without his parents present. Apparently the child left school grounds. There are some things that they're saying that the child may have broken a computer and then he decided to leave after he broke that said computer. I don't know if he was afraid or he was scared, but he did leave the school and he was able to actually walk off school premises, which is concerning in and of itself. But the body cam footage was released and now the mom of the five-year-old boy is suing the school system as well as the police department for emotional distress of this five-year-old. Now, the FOP there in Montgomery County did release a statement on the officers, I guess like the Office of Fraternal Order of Police behalf saying that it is egregious and they were outraged by what they saw, but police officers are not trained to handle children. Sidebar to a sidebar. Okay, you don't need to have be a parent. You don't need to have children. You don't need to have ever even seen a kid to have enough discernment to know that this is a child and their brain levels are gonna be different than an adult. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you may wanna treat a five-year-old differently than you treat a 36-year-old. Just saying, you, there's gonna be, you know, you're gonna say, hey, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have that conversation because that's what common sense does. It, it gives you that discernment. And I know common sense is not common to everybody, but that was one of the worst excuses I've ever seen in my life. Now, what I will say is this, being a police officer is very difficult. You do need to be everything to everybody at all times. If you come up to a situation and somebody is in medical distress, you have to be able to 
aid and basic medical care. If somebody is having a mental health crisis, you need to be able to aid in that mental health crisis, at least walking the person back to a place where they are more calm or safe. You, you could be walking into a domestic violence issue. You need to be able to de-escalate a hostage situation. You need to be able to de-escalate an accident. You, you need to be able to de-escalate. I, I get it. It's a lot. To, and, and you have to be required to be a social worker at times. Listen, I think that the police department needs more help. Maybe a, a training or two would help these officers, but maybe even creating some other types of officers that deal with different situations. Okay, like expanding the, the situations to maybe you have officers that deal specifically with people who are having mental health crises, right? So you have certain officers that are trained to do that. Cause I think in certain places they have that, but maybe they should expand that where it's not necessarily a social worker coming out or maybe they can come out with the officers but then you're putting more people in danger potentially but i think that maybe having a different type of force of, of officers officers that have different level of skill sets that people when you call those are the officers that come to these situations and in, in some unfortunate news that is not too far from the montgomery county line in washington dc there were two young girls that decided that they were going to attempt to carjack 66-year-old Muhammad Anwar on Tuesday, and they also assaulted him with a taser. He did end up dying from his injuries because the car actually ended up crashing. So there is a video that is circulating the internet, which is very, very graphic. Sidebar to a sidebar. Listen. I've seen the comments under the video. I've watched the video because I didn't know what it was. I knew a lot of people were outraged by it, but I watched it and I was not expecting what I saw at the end of that video. I'm just going to tell you, I wasn't expecting it. It, it just, it, it did something to me to see that it, it was not good. And I think it, it's very similar to the reaction that you had when you watched Derek, um, Derek Chauvin kneeling on the neck of George Floyd it gave you that same type of feeling, like this this very icky, disgusted feeling. And it's just, it's just not, it's unsettling to see, jarring, upsetting. And I think that we do need to, as a society, instead of looking for likes and impressions and comments and feedback, even if it's negative, have some discernment the word of the day is discernment by the way have some discernment about what you fucking share that man has a family that has to now see that circulating on the internet not okay i'm not necessarily blaming the person to put it on you there for not doing enough because i know there's some people saying oh they shouldn't have been recording they should have stopped the the assault most people, 99% of people are not going to spring into action and become a hero. People aren't heroes. That actually takes a lot of skill set and it takes a different type of person to be a fucking hero. He didn't know if these people had a weapon, which they did. He didn't know. So you, you cannot say that he should have jumped into action because most people aren't. Most people aren't going to do that. And you also can't blame the victim for not giving up his vehicle. Because I think he did what people were asking people to do to, you know, kind of not, even though he did say to call the police, but he was trying to handle the situation on his own to say kind of like, just, just get out of the car, get out of the car. They didn't want to get out of the car. And he looked at them. They were 13 and 15 years old. He's looking at these babies saying, girl, get out my car. I don't think he knew how this situation was going to escalate. Now, when you do, they say just give up whatever item it is that the person is trying to get because your life is worth more. Yes, but I think he was looking at them that these are babies, and he didn't expect what happened to happen. And so we are now in a situation where we have a man who is killed by two young people. And I know a lot of people saying, well, they're kids. You shouldn't charge them with felony murder, which they are. Because police re released a statement saying that they are going to 
be charging them with felony murder and armed carjacking with a taser. Some people are saying that that's too harsh of a punishment for a 13 and a 15 year old. Listen, I get it. We all make mistakes. And people saying, oh, they made a mistake. They made a mistake. They made a mistake or they made a bad decision, which turned into a worse decision. But what we can't do is sit here and teach our children that there are no consequences for the things that you do. Every action will generate a reaction. Whatever it is, good or bad, there will be something that happens when you do. They did and something happened. And now they have to be held accountable for the something that they did. Because if you don't, it almost says that their lives, because they're so young, is more important than his and his family. That was something that was unfortunate. It should have never happened. To be totally honest with you, sidebar to another sidebar, I don't know what the fuck they were planning on doing with this car. I don't know if you, sidebar to a sidebar. If you've ever been to DC, you know that it's traffic up the bootay and it's lights everywhere and cops. Where are you going in DC? You're not joyriding nowhere. I, I don't even understand what they were, what the plans were for this car. I don't know why they would even attempt to do it. Who the hell knows? But what I do know is that it was very disturbing at the end of the video that although yes, when things happen, your adrenaline is running, you probably are almost in shock. But what never happened was once they saw that man laying lifeless was, oh my God, he's hurt or oh my gosh i can't believe this just happened it was i need my phone there has to be a consequence that takes place i'm sorry there has to be a consequence that takes place my heart goes out to mr anwar's family and you know may he he rest in peace because that video was so disturbing on so many so so many levels i'm just saying and in some really crazy news uh Derek jackson if you do not know who he is he is a self-described relationship guru and apparently a self-described uh relationship cheat um i don't know what he would call him a relationship a cheat ninja Okay, because it took a while before he got caught, okay, by the public. But he did get caught. And him and his wife recorded this crazy ass video, um, very bizarre, very strange, which just led to a bunch of other memes and a bunch of other people commenting and making jokes about it. It was very weird, very weird. Now, let's get into this. First of all, I don't follow nobody that is a relationship guru. If you call yourself a guru, I don't fucks with you. You are all knowing. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody is all knowing. Get the fuck out of here. Second, you can be a professional. You can be an expert. But a guru, get the fuck out of here. And I always, people who are relationship experts always made me laugh. It's comical to me. Because first of all, we're all individuals. I've said this a million times. The way you treat me is gonna be different than the way that you treat the next person because I have a different life experience. I've lived a different life than you. And not only, even if we grew up in the same house, the same neighborhood, the way I perceive life is different. So the way you talk to me, the way you motivate me, the way you make me happy, the way you make me sad, all of those things are gonna be different for me than they are for you. The way I show affection, the way I want affection showed to me, all of those things are different. So although in relationships, things may seem similar, they are not the same. So no one can tell you how to handle your partner better than you talking to your partner and you. You are your relationship guru. Now, can you listen to people? Don't take no advice. Listen, advice comes with legalities. That has some legal implications of taking advice. Don't take nobody advice. You can listen to their opinion. You can hear their perspective. You can hear what they did, right? You could say, oh, well, so-and-so tried so-and-so. Well, maybe I'll try so-and-so because I know that my partner is so-and-so or he likes so-and-so or she likes so-and-so. That makes sense to me. But somebody telling you what you need to do is problematic. That's one. So that's why I never followed his ass. I didn't know who he was. Like I had seen him in the timeline of like things you should hey watch this shit. But I never watched it because I don't listen to that. I, if you know me, I 
I, it's not that I don't like motivation. I, I appreciate a good motivation. I'm a Peloton user. I love the motivation that Peloton gives you. But I hate, I'm not gonna say I hate, I don't really subscribe to motivational speaking because a lot of times in motivational speaking, it's a lot like relationship gurus. They give you the life is a bunch of roses and here's you're so great and stand tall and stand proud and go out there and be the world. Now, what they'd never tell you is how, how, how do I get from here to here? And that's the only thing. Like if you're a motivational speaker and you give, okay, hard facts, I could fucks with you. But a lot of them don't. It's just, I'm selling you a dream and fluff and imaginations and rainbows and unicorns and I make you feel good. And then by the end of the day, you have to keep buying my shit because you're not moving because I won't, I, I don't, I can't help you move. So you're still stuck. So you're looking for a way to get unstuck when just motivation alone ain't gonna do it. Just saying, just saying. But the video was weird, okay? It, you know, I was like, girl, blink twice if you need help. Even though she blinked, I don't know if you counted them, but she blinked throughout the whole video, like a lot. She was blinking a lot. I was like, she need help. Somebody call the peoples. She's in danger. Call the peoples. Because she was blinking the entire time. Very fast. Very, very, very fast. I don't know if anybody paid that attention when she did the video by herself. She did a video by herself when she was wearing the armor of God and the, the shield of Jesus and the cloak of the Holy Ghost. Like, you know, she, she, when she did that video, she was blinking really fast. And I'm like, she needs help. Somebody blink once, blink twice. She was blink at least a million times. So she needs help. Somebody send the peoples over there to get her. Um, but very weird, uh, very, very weird situation. It seems like, you know, a, very narcissistic. Like he talks in third person. I, I've never met a normal human that talked in third person or spoke in third person. Very strange. Um, I didn't watch the whole video of him telling what he did, but a lot of people say he was describing like I was licking it up and down. Like he was really getting gravid. Like he was reliving the moment, I think. Um, this weird. I, I don't really give a fuck because I didn't really know who he was anyway. It didn't change my life. I don't subscribe to it. And I will also say, stop killing the wife. Cause y'all been killing the wife in the comments. And he was even been in the comments laughing at that. Stop killing his wife in the comments. Just because she isn't dressed up like everybody that you know your face doesn't mean that that's why he cheated. We know some bad bitches that got cheated on. Cardi got cheated on. She said, you can spit in my mouth and choke me in the song. And she still got cheated on. Beyonce got cheated on. Beyonce is one of the most talented, beautiful women in the world. We watched it happen. So it has nothing to do with that. That's patriarchy at its best. Leave that be. Had nothing to do with her looks. It's the fact that he's unhappy and she's unhappy and they're still together. And who is the best person to tell you about a man cheating than a man cheating? Duh. And two, all the guys that are out there trashing him, it doesn't mean that some of the stuff he was saying wasn't true. It doesn't make it less true. Y'all were trashing him because y'all wanted to be trash and because he was trash and reevaluates the fact that all men should be trash. That's some fucked up shit, ain't it? Just think about that shit right. Let me just think about it for a second. I'm just saying, maybe y'all need to think about that man. But another person that's not making one sense to me one bit at all is Little Nas X. So he got people up in arms. He was trending, okay? He's trending. One, because he unveiled his new Satan shoes. Um, these shoes will reportedly contain 66 cc's of red ink and one drop of human blood in each one of its souls. And this came after he released the controversial video, Montero, which is Call Me By Your Name, and it went viral because it's sexually explicit and all of the crazy things. Now, I hadn't seen this video at first. Cause I saw all the Christians were like, oh my God, oh my gosh, we gotta get him off. This is satanic, this is bad. You're just gonna make everybody love the devil. And this is Listen, I don't, I, I believe in a higher power. I believe in the earth's energy. I believe in, you know, things happening for a reason and some of the miraculous of the, the world. But what I don't do is subscribe to organized religion. 
Um, okay. So this didn't offend me the way it offended a lot of other people. I'm just not there where I'm completely like outraged by it. Now, what I will say is I am confused. Uh, the video was confusing as fuck. I, I don't know what he was going for. Cause like it, even if he was doing the devil theme, at least make the shit make sense. If you listen to the lyrics though, the lyrics kind of go with the song, but he went a little crazy at the end with the killing the devil and becoming the devil. Like it, it, it's just a little, it's a little strange, but I, I think that if you listen to the lyrics, what he's saying is that a lot of the times people cover up who they are and the bad things they try to fudge them out so people can't see them and where he is in life he's not doing that you're gonna get the bad with the good that is what the lyrics are saying now the video is strange does it go with it a hundred percent not really is it shocking yes he's also trying to live up to the hype of the song that he had take my home to the old, old town road that's it i had to sing it he's trying to live up to the hype of the old town road how do you do that you gotta go viral you gotta go viral right so he had to go viral in order to do that he had to be we are so we've seen it all cardi b had a naked man on the chair and you see asses everywhere she's kissing other girls like things are already way way out there in order for you to get attention and trend, you have to go 10 times higher than the person who last trended. This is that. This is that. The next person gonna have to shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue in order to go even, like this, this is where we're at because we're seeking attention. And what did you do? If you are a Christian and you didn't like that, you created basically i guess this is maybe at the end of the video where it makes sense because you created the monster you went and watched it which therefore was an impression whether you said he should be banned or not every time he gets an impression every time he gets a view a comment he makes money off of it and when the kids see this fuck the devil part they're saying this motherfucker just went viral i want to go viral so they're gonna do it too you created him you did it you, when you validate you validate people through attention if you would have paid him dust he would have went away now let's talk about these shoes we could have did without okay like the human blood and the soul I, just not even just from the devil's standpoint that shit is just weird like i i don't want nobody's dna in my shoe what if they get killed or something and then they get murdered and then it was like okay we found your dna in their shoe like i i don't i don't want that I, i'm black in america i don't need to be caught up in no bullshit so mm, there's that and joe budden's podcast kind of breaks up sort of uh, Rory and Maul decided that they were going to go on a hiatus because Joe Budden asked them to. Now, I hadn't watched it in a while or listened to it in a while, and people have been saying that the chemistry in, in the last couple of weeks has been off. So you could tell that there's been some tension between them, and at some point, Joe must have threatened to derail the show completely, and he must have um at some point because i did listen to the last two episodes where he told rory sit out a few parts and then i think at that point maul was like if you're gonna who are you to tell rory to sit down this is we built this podcast together your name might be on it but we built this podcast together and so there's that so it, and i know a lot of people were saying that it's Joe Budden. Joe Budden is the common denominator in all these situations that keep going sour. And Joe Budden is bad. And Joe Budden is the leader. And so the leader is bad. Um, here's the thing. One of the reasons why I'm not ready to throw him out of the window just yet is because I've sat in that seat where you have to try to appease everybody. You have to try to make everybody happy and with that being said you do have to be able to communicate better and everybody is not going to communicate with you the way you want to be communicated with some people don't want to tell you that they have a grievance and like joe button said if he didn't care about rory and maul he would just say fuck it i'm out 
and that's what happened on our platform we had a person that said he didn't really we, we weren't friends so it was like fuck it i'm out i don't care about this fuck it i'm out and at some point sometimes you do have to respect that like hey you know all right cool it's nice to know why you know sometimes like it was like okay it's nice to know why but you don't always get closure at this point it doesn't seem like they're coming back anytime soon because like they're commenting on twitter as these podcasts are coming out and it's like because i think roy wrote like family huh and it's like oh i don't know if they come back together and as a person who just went through this shit last year i'm like i don't know joe i don't know but and the NAACP Awards aired. Yes, they did. They aired on Sunday night. It was really cool. They had a virtual experience. You could you could share in the virtual experience. You could go look at the main stage. You could, you know, take pictures on the virtual red carpet. And it was really a cool experience. And the out the the whole database thing that they had, the platform was really cool too. So I don't know, but yeah, the all the winners, I'm not really mentioning the winners because all the people won who you would think would have won. Uh, LeBron James, Beyonce, Jamie Foxx, like all the ones you would think won Insecure, Issa Rae, like all the, the people that you think would have won, won, um, simply because there's not that many black people in Hollywood. Um, there's just not. So there's that. But this has been the top 10 trending topics of the week. Let's get into this interview with Dawood of Pots and Politics podcast. All right, so we have a guest today and I'm I'm excited to introduce and to be here with the creator of Pots and Politics, Dawood. And he has so much information. He is actually a, a magazine, magazine owner, magazine creator. He has been an editor. He's been a music label executive. He's owned a music label. He's pretty much done everything under the sun. How are you doing today? Blessings, blessings. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to get into it because I, I dabble in politics, too. Um, so I'm glad that you like politics as everybody. I can't talk politics with everybody. So I like people who are open and honest and don't mind sharing their opinion. But before we get there, we need to find out about you. What's your background? Yes. So you're you're not a transplant. You actually were born in D.C. Born in D.C. And then I went to live in New York for a long time. My mother is from Washington. My father's from New York City, so that's went down, come back. Okay, so you were immersed in hip hop culture, though, because then you grow up during the the birth of it, like the late seventies and in the eighties. Mm -hmm. What was that like being a part of that culture, especially being in New York, seeing because that's where it started, like seeing oh, that culture birth. Let me tell you. Anybody that was from that era would tell you that we never thought it was going to get big like this. Really? No, we we were just good to be number one in your neighborhood. It was always a competitive sport. You just wanted to be fresh and have neighborhood respect. You know, we didn't know that it could actually blow up and be on movies and cross the water. That would actually come later on down the line. But when hip hop was first created in the 70s, and, and actually the the, the the late 60s with cool hurt you know in the in, in the Bronx you know in the park you know we was just rocking the hood we was just glad to to be in the neighborhood you know later on we would get the knowledge that we could get money from this okay <laughs> but when it was first created we just it was for us it was for our people it was the voice of our people and it was you know the respect and just the talent of us being competitive, loving on each other, busting the rhymes, dancing, creating new styles, just to impress and be loved and embraced by our community. That was the real essence of hip hop when it first started. Did you watch, it, it's a show on, I think it's Hulu, about, I cannot, I'm, the name is, I'm drawing a blank, but it was like Big Woo, Bimmy, like they were all on the show, like talking about Deb Anthony, kind of like talking about. Oh, you talking about um Big U and Deb. You talking about Walker Flocker's mother. I think you talking about the show. I think it was Drink Champs, was it? They might have been on, or was it um? I know no, it's, it's a series. 
it's a I series. I think it's like Hip Hop Nation yeah. on yeah. Hulu. Yeah. It's a show. Did you get a I chance did. to watch that? Yes, they were talking about Nipsey Hustle, I believe. Yeah, Nipsey yeah. Hustle and just like the creation of hip hop mm -hmm. and that yeah. the streets and hip hop go like this. Of do course. you it was do the you agree? A hundred percent. It's no agree to that. Agree means that you have an opinion. Fact means that this is a document fact of what it was. And that's the truth. Hip hop started from urban youth. It's an urban culture. It's embraced worldwide. And ironically, we're living in a time now where that culture is being exploited and actually stolen, taken. You know, they're trying to steal the culture. But the culture was made by urban city, black and brown people. And it was their voice. The, the first songs that came out were songs like The Message and songs screaming out about, you know, what was going on in the community. It was like the first CNN of the, of the hood in the world. <laughs> You know, because the people that was buying these albums and listening to this music, they were not from those areas. Right. You know, so they experienced it through the music. Nobody right. understood the plight of the brown and black people in those cities of America like that. After the slavery and after the Jim Crow and after all of the pro after all of the laws and exploitations that were done to these people. With all of that going on, they were still able to create a art form and culture from all of that oppression. And hip-hop was that art form. Graffiti, the elements of hip-hop, graffiti, beatboxing, rapping, breakdancing, DJing. Mm -hmm. All of those elements came from the half-knots of the hood. Right. And their message was so strong that the world embraced it now you I have agree with that. hip hop worldwide <laughs> I, no i agree with that 100% and were you and cuz you seem very passionate about music i know that you eventually became a you you created a label but were you an artist first or did, were you sort of just like a music lover like you know i, I like a, hip hop i was a i was an artist first i was a, well of, of course every artist is a music lover first they got to love music before you do it <laughs> so i was a, i well, was I Nowadays, we'll get into that later. But nowadays, I don't know if you right. Back in our time, you right. Nowadays, whatever, whatever. But you know, um, I love music, all kinds of music, and and a lot of people don't realize, especially the early hip hop and rappers. Remember, rap wasn't as big as it was back then because we were just in the move, you know, creating it. So, what did we listen to before rap? really was being formed and before we got it to where we got it well we listened to oldie but goodies mm -hmm. we listened to earth wind and fire eyes and caves we listened to the music that our mothers and fathers was playing in the house and then we started making our own songs from off the music that we heard them playing from when we was little so right so we like music we loved we loved james brown we loved you know uh all of the music, because we could name music all day, and then we wouldn't even have did the show. But the yeah. music that we heard our mothers and fathers playing in the house, which was R&B music, Michael Jack, the Jackson Five, Stevie Wonder, all of that. We just started as we grew up. Now it's a funny thing when we was little, we used to be like that's old folks' music, all right. But as we grew mm -hmm. up, we began to see and love the taste of that sound. It reminded us of our parents and growing up. So then we started to put break beats behind those songs. We started to loop and sample. And this is how hip hop got created. Yeah, because you hear the samples. A lot of Biggie, he sampled a lot of stuff. And it, it just became what hip hop is. It's taken from the old and creating something new that that has always been hip-hop and i think that's one of the reasons why people gravitate towards it because it tells a story but it makes sure that you never forget the past what was that like so i would imagine that creating a music label would automatically you you're starting to see talent you're talking to the talent you are around the talent and when did you say you know what i like this but i think i want to tell the story of these people as opposed to just kind of like manage the music so i want to create owners I illustrated i understand okay so let's let me let me let me say it like this first we was doing the music before i decided to do the label 
because I, we didn't like the way that the label, the record business is shady. Okay. Okay. So the basically what we wanted to do, we're going to create our own record label so that we can have more control of our music and how we do it. Okay. But the thing is, when you're doing a label, anything that you're doing that's not just you by yourself, you got to deal with the personalities, the mm -hmm. business mind, and things of other people. And a lot of times, if you're not on the same page, you may have some success, but eventually it's going to disintegrate if y'all have what is called creative differences. Right. What, what later on led to the end of the record label. But now what do you do with all of these music connections and cele celebrity connections that you made along the way doing mm -hmm. your music career? Me and my brother said, you make a magazine. <laughs> and then that's when Owners Illustrated was created actually by my brother. He was the one. Shout out to the Mola Diddy Woo, founder, father, and creator of Owners Illustrated and Hustleomics and Toys Nation magazine. He came up with the idea that, God, we have all these people numbers in our phone that we used to do shows with and roll around the industry with. Let's get them to do interviews and make a magazine and we'll have Owners Illustrated. A magazine about urban entrepreneurship. That's what mm -hmm. made that magazine so special. Because it wasn't just a music magazine like Source. Or it wasn't right. just a culture magazine like Double XL. But it was a business-minded magazine of, okay, so you know how the music is reading this magazine. And you know how the culture and fashion is reading that magazine. But what's going on with the money? What are these rappers doing when they finally get this bread? Are they investing in the communities? Are they making other lines of revenue like clothing? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what Owners Illustrated was about. And that magazine actually ended up doing very well, all the way well until the pandemic, to be honest with you. The pandemic is what ended up shooting that down. And when things like a pandemic happens to you, mm -hmm. It'll bring out your creativity. If you're creative or if you a hustle, you got hustle in you. It's nothing like a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, man, you're right. <laughs> worldwide <laughs> apocalypse will get you very creative quick. Right. And this is when the creation of pots and politics came. We had to be in the house. We pandemic. We can't go nowhere. So what you going to do now? I'm going to go in the kitchen, bring all my hip hop culture and experience from the magazine and from doing the records and, mm -hmm. and, and, and add in a little season, <laughs> a little season. <laughs> <laughs> and create. <laughs> and create Pots of Politics, a musical hip hop cooking show that talks about the politics of the world being brought on expired by the pandemic the pandemic is very political yes yeah yeah why, i think it polarized a lot of things that it, it, i think it exposed a lot of things that we didn't necessarily want to see yeah. and therefore things that would never have been politicized like wearing a mask or not wearing a mask became political where you knew the what affiliation you were based on how you perceived the pandemic itself now yeah. speaking speaking of which since you you kind of told us how you got pots and politics and, and you know where it came from let's talk a little bit about um, the politics and things that are going on now the first so thing that you, you have to understand about the pandemic the first thing and it's a hard pill to swallow when you really want to look at it and think about it mm -hmm. It's not natural. The pandemic or how we're responding to the pandemic? The pandemic itself, it came from a man-made source. Accidentally leaked onto the world. See, it would be a different pill to swallow if this was something that was done by the causes and forces of nature. Right? Mm -hmm. But the pandemic is not that. Some diabolical blank blanks was in a place with an agenda 
to even make something like that? Why would that even be made? What was the what was the purpose? What was the admiration behind even making something like that that could even be accidentally spilt or purposely spoke on us in the first place? You dig what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that it does plague some some questions because they're now trying to dig and find out exactly what happened, you know, why they were creating it. Of course, biological warfare is something that happens and people, they create it. Um, uh, this is just the world that we live in. It's a scary thing to think about that they can create it, that they have the technology to create biological warfare. But they are, in fact, finding out now, doing the research to find out where it came from so with that being said we've seen what are your thoughts on what happened in atlanta so we saw the gentleman who went on the spree do you think or do you feel that it is in fact a hate crime that took place or do you think that this was just an unfortunate event that okay living in this country you and me both it's almost comical to say when is it not a hate crime? You know what I mean? America's okay. still doing that. America's still doing hate. That's the American way. You know, here's my question to you and the world. You know, how come it seems that every time we have this situation with certain races and cultures, it's always immediately a meet by the media painted in a different light than it is for other cultures that may have done that same type of crime. It's always handled in a different light, in a delicate, more passionate light. Now, another another race doing the same thing, they might have been labeled just straight killers. A terrorist. Terrorists. Domestic problems, predators. But mm-hmm. when another culture does this, oh, you know, they was having problems. It's mental. They got mental problems. Well, I'm quite sure no one in their right mind would do would that. Do- <laughs> Right. Now, but if that's the case, shouldn't it be like that with every race and culture that does a crime that's in that scope? I agree. One by the past, it has not been. Uh, Agreed. Uh, It just happened yesterday. (laughs) Uh, It it literally just happened yesterday. And in Boulder, Colorado, another white man went into a grocery store and killed ten people. The same thing. It it just like in you know it's sort of like oh we we have to figure out what's going on and though you haven't heard domestic terrorists use that term being used yet and had they been Arabic or you know black it would have immediately had been labeled as a terrorist even if they were it doesn't matter Hispanic age. it would have immediately had been labeled as such. Um, I want to move on to, before before you go, there was another thing that came out since we're going to talk politics. Uh, Black Lives Matter has been under fire recently um, for, they've made, they got $90 million and a lot of the parents are coming out saying, I didn't see any of this money. They didn't give me any of this money. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Like, what should we do? Because I, I believe 100% black lives do matter. It's nothing wrong with saying black lives matter. But I think we probably need to adjust at least the way the movement I'm, is. I'm going to hit you with two things. I'm going to hit you with a two-piece. Okay. Right. <laughs> First thing, let's talk about black lives matter, period, within itself before we get into what they did with that dope. Okay. <laughs> black lives matter. Mm-hmm. It has to matter to black people first. I agree. What about that black guy, guy that just shot his girlfriend and killed like half her family over a stimulus check? I don't know if you heard about that. That hurt. No, it, it that hurt my heart because that was, that was here. Black yeah, black, yeah. That was, was that in Chicago? Was that, that was in Chicago? Like mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think it was in Chicago. He killed that baby. It was a seven-year-old girl that he yeah. killed. The mother, yeah. the brother, the cousin. Did you hear any rioting for that? No. Any picketing for that? No. No. And if we're going to riot and picket when cops or other cultures or whatever do things wrong 
to the quote unquote black man and his family and our kids, then we also need to ride and pick it when we do it to ourselves as well. Also, what you think? Maybe. And that's the whole problem. You want other races to respect us on a level that it seems at times we don't respect ourselves. Yeah, agree. Agree. That's what I talk on the Black Lives Matters. Now let's get to this cheddar, this cheese, <laughs> this cabbage, <laughs> this dough. Possum politics, y'all speaking. They got all of this money and on their own as an organization used the plights of certain families who families members were killed and slain mm -hmm. to promote their movement but didn't have the wherewithal to think that they should be financially compensated for that the families of those children that was killed and slain should have never had to take Black Lives Matter to court. Black Lives Matter as a organization should have already knew that if we're using these people's family members as the face of our movement, the money that we donating needs to go to at least them. Mm -hmm. At least some of it. Mm -hmm. What else about the black community and the people who was out there marching beyond the scope of just the family. We were talking about the injustices and the inequalities of the people in these urban communities, right? Right, right. Okay, where was the money at to rebuild the infrastructure? Black Black Lives Matter got all the dough. Half of yeah. the neighborhood was marching out there. Yeah. Nobody said half. Who was the other part of Black Lives Matter made out of that was doing all this marching? That's another White question. <laughs> 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 it wasn't us. Yeah. I was going to wait till us to do another show about it. But you were <laughs> But hey, hey where is the dough? Where's the money at? Yes, that's a good question that needs to be asked. Ex and explored and redistributed because if it all just went to a party or a campaign and if all of the marching and the deaths and the arrest and the beatings were only just for that that's just right. as bad as the pandemic as well yeah, and right now they're still sitting on it, um, you know, because they, they released this financial information. It's the first time in eight years that they've done that. So they're still sitting on it. They say they will redistribute and fix and put it back in the black community. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But how can people listen and hear and watch your show? YouTube. I'm a YouTuber. I never thought I would be one, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> uh, YouTube, you can come down there. I'm always cooking. I'm always politicking, and I'm always loving. You know, I always love love to all races, love to all cultures of the world. I pray to the Most High that we can come to a point where we have the intellect and common ground to embrace and love each other all equally and passionately in the name of most high I pray that prayer right now you know awesome yeah we and amen let let's let's agree on that <laughs> right right whatever god y'all believe in bless it to him so we can get it together y'all it's all yeah. good I don't we care gotta what, get out of this we gotta get out of it i don't care what god what what culture what religious because at the end of the day the goal from any religion or culture you believe in or pray to the goal is still peace at the end of the day. I don't know, no school of thought, Kemet, Hebrew, whatever, where at the end of the day, peace is the goal. Peace is always the goal and unity. I don't get caught up in labels and all that. I just want all of us all to follow whatever God that you follow that brings unity so that we can have universal peace, love, and understanding, and we can move forward as the human race. Yes, I'm a humanitarian, 
off the tizop before I'm anything. And yes, I am a spiritual person. Facebook and Instagram, positive politics, yo. Peace and blessings to you all. Oh, awesome. We appreciate you coming. Make sure you go and you follow him and you subscribe to his YouTube. You follow him on Instagram and on Facebook so you can hear more about his political views as while he's teaching you how to cook as well and he cooks food that anybody can actually learn how to cook so thank you thank you <laughs> thank you so much for being here you can come back anytime thank you so much for having me on your show queen i appreciate you much love and much success thank so you me. so much <laughs> I want to thank Dawood for coming on. He is so dope. He is so amazing. Make sure you support his podcast, Pots and Politics Podcast, on YouTube so that you can listen in and find out what he's talking about and what he is making from week to week. He does make things that are accessible to everyone. So it's not like you got to go out and buy super fancy stuff. He is definitely an accessible cook. So make sure you follow him and make sure you stay locked and loaded on social media so you can see what's coming up. Now, the PodFest is coming up as well. That will be dropping soon. So make sure if you have not, go to millennials.us and sign up to be on our email list so that you can get information about Maps Media when it happens. So new shows, new web series, new 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 the pod fest all of that if you want to sign up for the pod fest also go to millennials.us there is a page this is pod fest go there sign up and say hey i want to perform i want to speak you can do that we have a couple of spots left we did change it from two days to one so there are limited spots left so make sure that you sign up today so that you can get on there we want to hear from you like we we don't discriminate over here we want to hear from you we love everybody thank you so much we will be back in mid late may with brand new season and episodes it's gonna look a little different around here i'm telling you it's gonna look a little different but you will love it anyway thank you so much we will be back again appreciate you guys be safe bye